we are celebrating so many years Easter in this very building. The gospel remains the same every day. If we are walking together with Christ, we are living with Him. Every year, the same message gets new weight. Can you raise your hands, whoever today, know in your heart that you really understand and know more than you were understanding um, at the beginning. Now you know more that you are a sinner and Jesus had to die for you. Can you raise your hands if you understand more than you did before? Okay, it means you are growing. It's normal thing. When you walk together with God, you see more humanity and you see more godlessness. I am for holiness, but holiness in God's eyes is different than we think what holiness is. So religious thoughts teach us to do something that God might come because of your works. But God says, come to me as you are and glorify me and you will see what I can do in your life. And these are two different ways. So I'm choosing the second way. Whoever wants, let us come and choose the second way. So we have the Gospel of Luke and we will read the whole 24th chapter to the most important events which happened in the history of mankind happened in on Sundays. Our journey starts from the victory of Jesus Christ and it will be finished in his victory. So let us read chapter 24 from the very beginning. We will read it. On the first day of the week, it means Sunday, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wandering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all the things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other with them, who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. I can't understand this, but it 
looked to them like being empty talks. Listen, how many times Jesus was walking with those 11 was talking about this thing from the beginning to the end. When he came, he started talking about his crucifixion and he finished his mission on earth with these words uh, before crucifixion about crucifixion. He said, my mission is, he was speaking to the disciples, to be crucified and the women came and they told it has happened, he was resurrected. But it says to those 11, these speeches looked like nonsense. So we continue reading. However, Peter, I love him the most from all apostles, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Really? He was thinking, really? So, now that the same day two of the disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And Jesus is looking at him, maybe the only one. What things? Jesus asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. Can you imagine this? But we say, we. You can say even, but I. So, but you can start thinking about this. What were you expecting? So, but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Uh, it means that Israel was occupied at that time by the Romans. And if you think that only today people are being controlled, no, they were controlled by Romans too. So they are saying, and what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they didn't see Jesus. And Jesus said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. 
As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. But he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us, while he talked with us on the road, and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. Look, women, Peter, these two spoke about the same thing, and they still were wondering and shaking. They were thinking it was a ghost, but he said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself touch me and see a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet, and while they still did not believe it, of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written, The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Jesus had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany. He lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple praising God. This is the story of Sunday. Maybe you are reading different versions about Sunday, but the essence is the same. I want to distinguish two things for you. When we were reading, I asked you to think what you were expecting from Christ. When God called you, what did you expect? Or maybe you are still expecting from him. I saw that if flesh is not destroyed on the cross, it might become 
a huge power which devil can use against us to harden our hearts. We just start our journey with God, but you might not properly finish it. If you have started, it means the fight was not finished. And when we read this Sunday story, the fight will always continuously happen. Where? Can you tell me? The fight always happen regarding the trust in God, your trust in God. The scripture says you have been saved through grace, not by works. Jesus' work was completely finished. People were scoffing at Jesus. We were laughing before our conversion at Jesus. I was one of them, but Jesus died for me anyway. It was His work. We can only thank Him for His mercy. We have faith in God, and it's written, God gave us power to become His children. This is how our journey starts. But the goal of the enemy is to aim at your and my trust in God. I'm going to preach very soon the series of sermons about the ways how devil fights against us. And we can see this tool which Jesus also describes in this story. He met people who were disappointed. He was a friend of disciples. But most of all, they were disappointed because their expectations were not met. Up to the very end, they were expecting and thinking that Jesus will make them free from oppression of the Romans. But Jesus was saying, I will not remove this corona, figuratively speaking. Freedom comes from another source. Jesus, as if Jesus was saying, the freedom doesn't come if I remove Roman Empire from you. If freedom comes in this way, Jesus' death on the cross would be in vain. Jesus was not thinking about external life only. Jesus would have answered all our prayers. If your dream job, your health, which is important, your wife, your children, the church, a lot of things, if they would be essential, God who answers prayers, He is Almighty. He is Almighty. Tell me, isn't He loving? Doesn't He desire you to have all good things? Do your wrong 
thinking and other imaginations uh, stand as obstacles? No. Where you really needed something, he instantly did something. But if not, if it didn't happen, the devil comes and he lies because he knows you will believe in that voice because all your feelings draw you to seek answer, to seek Jesus in external things. The voice says, when corona passes by, you will be free. Doesn't it happen to you like this? We have to recognize this voice because we are not different. We are like Simon and those 11. God sees it. If these external things would be the essence of your life, the fulfillment of your spirituality, I can guarantee you God would have given everything in instant, all answers to your prayers. There might be another voice which says you have a very small faith, but Jesus came for far deeper and really eternal things. He says, look, my dear, I can, like Titanic was sinking, and I was giving you one example, a funny example about um, a person who wants coffee when the ship has been sinking. It's not the coffee you have to th think about when your ship is sinking. Jesus came to stop your ship from sinking, to save your soul from hell. And the word says, if you are thinking on this earth only about the perishing world, you shouldn't look for this thing. Who do, you are miserable if you do this. It's even worse, like think as pagans do. From the very beginning, Jesus says, you became sad. He, he was talking to those two, and those two said, yes, we are very disappointed. We are suffering from these limitations. We expected when Messiah comes, he will make us free. Like today, we are thinking we are wearing masks. We will have passports with vaccines. I'm paraphrasing and taking today's example for you to be clear. But Jesus didn't remove these problems. From my experience, when I was praying, I remember I was talking to God. God, you don't want to give these things to me? Sometimes when you want good things, these good things really might enslave you. You might be like a turkey, stuffed turkey, 
and blow one day up. You might become even very proud when you get certain blessings. Jesus was bringing deeper freedom, which is real. And he said, the rest, other things, will be added. God doesn't satisfy our lusts. He satisfies our needs. He wants us to sleep peacefully because He is our Father who has calculated everything, not even your hair. He knows what comes from the other side. You don't. So put your trust in God because God doesn't promise you that you won't go through difficulties and He doesn't promise that all your desires will be fulfilled because if only you knew what is good for you you wouldn't have asked certain things from him any earthly victory can give you the freedom that god can give you and you have deep desire in you for this freedom and when we were reading when this started these disciples talking to jesus something inside them started burning this anxiety, you start having this anxiety in your stomach, like flames. Sometimes when we are listening to the Word of God, we have this feeling of flames, not in your head, but in your belly. Because when Jesus sets you free, you are free indeed. There are no manipulative thoughts he hits the target and you become free indeed maybe you were listening about god's love for 20 years but when he touched your heart you knew and you felt for sure his touch very deep in your heart little or a lot you will have the joy will not change are you on your low or on your high, you have peace. I have been down and I have been up. I had nothing and I had a lot. I was humiliated and I was exalted. I had different things in my life. But this joy and this peace which God gave me the first day when He came into my life, it was the same peace and the same joy during all those tribulations, up or down, little or a lot, the same peace. And this is the miracle. God came to give a miracle to everybody. And he was saying, I came not to set you free from the Romans, but to set you free from sins, to wash you from the guilt and nothing no soap, no good works, no religious walks can cleanse you from the feeling of guilt. You can go with the same guilt to sleep at night. You want to persuade yourself that everything is right, but deep inside you know that if you die now, you will go to hell. So it's not a pleasant talk to speak about the hell but there is heaven and 
there is Jesus who came to forgive you your sins. Do you remember this feeling? I will never forget this feeling. I stand here with thanksgiving. I remember every day before Jesus touched me, I was carrying this heavy load on my bosom. I knew how to hide my wickedness. I knew deep inside I was feeling this heavy load every day. I was going to bed with this heavy load. That's the reason why people become dependent on something, because this load is very heavy. You try to be good, as I was trying. Go during celebrations and feasts to the church, and I had this temporary relief. But after several hours, this load used to return. I wanted to take this load off me, but the more I tried, the heavier it became. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Do you understand? These are our sins, which are as heavy load on everybody. And no man, however he tries, he is not able to take it off. You have a fear of death following it. I remember one movie which is called Ghost. It's old um, Soviet movie when the ghosts are coming to take live people. And I was sure that it will happen with me, that the devil will come after me. And I knew if I die now, the devil will come and take me. I had experience in my life when I knew the devil is real. And I remember my hopelessness when I used to go to the church, where being in the church used to help me only for two hours. So I was sitting in my room one day, and I knew, Lord, if you are, if you exist, only you can help me. So that was one specific night when I said, Jesus, if you exist, please forgive me. Because before this night, I was blaming everybody else, authorities, my parents. But during that night, I understood I myself are responsible for my sins. And my prayer was short, God, if you exist, forgive me and accept me, clean me. And I will never forget, I will never forget in my life this when in a second I just asked, I can't clean myself and remove the fear. In an instant, the guilt was removed from my shoulder. 
I felt it was lifted from me. I felt, even with pain, that something left my bosom. All the dirt and evil which was living in me, in an instant, was lifted, and in an instant I was filled with joy and peace, joy which is unexplainable, love and acceptance. For the first time in my life I felt I was acceptable as I am. All in an instant, load lifted, Jesus went through all of my lies and He opened my eyes and spirit. He forgave my faults and filled me with peace and joy and gave me love. We were looking for these things which can be given only by Jesus through His mercy and grace. I was crying for two days because of joy. I remember I ran out to my garden, the same garden I used to see, but it looked differently. It was suddenly so beautiful. Everything remained externally the same. I also got my healing, but I discovered it only after a year. It was like a side effect, which I discovered much later, the healing. It doesn't matter if you are in prison. When Christ gives freedom, you are set free. It remains in you. You can't tie peace in the storm, peace which is given by Jesus. We read how disciples became full of joy after they met Jesus, even they knew they will not be set free from the Roman Empire. I beg you, stay with the peace of Christ. All your life you will be tempted to lose this truth, essential truth. Do not depart from this what Jesus has fought for and gave to you. There lies the power of resurrection. Jesus doesn't depart from you. Every morning, I come and I say to God, God, love me. Fill me every day with your love. Without your love, I will become dry. I will not be happy without your presence. Look, today I have a lot of prayers answered, which are related with external life. I forgot about those external needs because the joy of God has covered my eyes. In your mind, you can understand there will be a lot of bad things will come into your life, but when you look at Jesus, 
he answers your prayers. I am thankful for his answers. Many years ago, I would have be very loud rejoicing about these things which are added. I value them greatly, but look, they don't control you. You say, thank you, Jesus, for my children. Thank you for the job I have, but it's not sufficient for me. And God says, so what do you need else? And you can say, Jesus, I need you. Without your presence, I will never be happy with my children, with my husband, at my work. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. My dear, this is the freedom. This man, like this, can't be enslaved. Even if you all be covered in masks and limited in your moving, you are free. Because if you need something, Jesus will open all the gates, all the walls, all the limits for you. Do we read this gospel? Do not turn our focus from Jesus. Freedom comes from His throne. You don't know what is going to happen after this, what we have now. Maybe it will become worse. Maybe Antichrist comes. So it's all right. Don't stop His coming. It is written He has come. He has to come one day. You will go through plagues, famines, earthquakes, viruses, whatever. But the word says you have conquered the world because you are following Jesus, because you trust in God, and you are looking for peace and safety in Jesus Christ, not in authorities. Today, as never before, we are going like this with our eyes covered. I don't know and I don't understand a lot of things. I have to go. Still, I have to walk. How can you walk? You have to have this knowledge inside you. It has been actually always like this. Any pastor, media won't teach you. You have to know from the God of truth, from the Spirit of truth, what step you have to take. Because we are living in dangerous times. In your flesh, you can't walk. Victory belongs to those who have relation with God, who lean on Him. Thank you, Jesus. I also pray, Father, for the Church, for everybody who went astray from the truth of your teaching, who dived into the thoughts which bring confusion and they act based on that confusion and the result will not be good. So I ask for your grace, Lord, to stop those people, to humble themselves in front of you and focus their eyes on you because we have the same need for grace today as we had before. We need this joy and love. 
It means we need you. We need the same forgiveness. And nobody ever will be able to give these things externally to us. I pray for the grace, Father, to everybody to unite again with the message of gospel and do not depart from it. Whatever may happen, I'm looking for peace which comes from you. Whatever happens, whatever people might say about me, I'm looking for your love and your acceptance and confirmation which comes from you. Jesus, I'm looking for the joy which comes from you. You give it every day from your grace and mercy. Jesus, I thank you that you rekindle, rekindle me and you and all additional voices. I ask you to stop them, to silence them, to preserve me that they might not intervene me from traveling with you. Whatever I would go, Jesus, I'm going with you. Whatever I have externally or I don't have, I will not be happy without you, Jesus. So I thank you, Lord. So those who are listening to me now, if you hear for the first time about Jesus who forgives your sins and faults and is able to provide the peace which you are looking for, who can come the best friend and gives you the courage to go through this life. If you are a man who doesn't know a God like this, maybe you have also asked God, if you are like this, I want you to have in my life. If you listen now and you want to pray, I ask you to pray this prayer now. You can say with me, Father, I come to you and I choose to believe that Jesus paid the whole price for me because I am a sinner. It had to be my blood shed on the cross, but Jesus did it instead of me. And I ask you, forgive me and be merciful for me. Forgive me. I would have never be able to wash this fault, which can be as a heavy load. Only you can do this. I thank you that you forgive me and you take me into your presence, that you give me new beginning, that forever I will be alive with you because of your sacrifice, Jesus. And now I will pray for you. Father, I pray that your Spirit would come on this man or woman, come upon this heart which believes and empower them, empower them to do whatever you have called them to do. Fill their hearts and you, with you, you are enough, God, that we should be free, that we might rejoice. Christ, you are enough. Also, my word now to the church, I would ask you to take 
the drink and bread which we have for Lord's Supper. Lord Jesus, thank you. Stay calm in your place. I just want to ask you, Church, to come back again or to remind anew to yourself how much Jesus has sacrificed for you. Wherever you are, renew, renew your vows and say, I refuse to live without you. Many of you have tried to add to Jesus something as if you lack something. And you wasted your time, but God is calling you. Come back to the simple message of the gospel. Thank you, Jesus, for the robe of righteousness which you gave me from your mercy. Thank you for forgiveness which you gave me from your grace, for the joy you fulfill me now before we ask you for your peace which you spill on us. Even in the storm, thank you for your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.